Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. There are so many great organizations out there to help you succeed in your military to civilian transition. One of those organizations is Combined Arms, located in Houston, Texas. Combined Arms provides comprehensive support to military members and their families as they transition to civilian life, including professional guidance, health and wellness, volunteer opportunities, and many more. In today's show, I'm joined by Marine Corps veteran and Combined Arms CEO, John Bursler. John provides great insight into the origin of Combined Arms, the evolution of its offerings, and the nearly 60 partner organizations that help them continue and grow their mission. To learn more, visit Combined Arms online at combinedarms.us. If you have any questions about this podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, John. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I'm really excited to have you on. You were actually recommended by, um, I believe, a friend of yours, Matthew J. Lewis, who we had on the podcast, author of Mission Transition, a few weeks ago. And he recommended you, and I you know, looked up the website, saw all about what Combined Arms is doing, and I thought you'd be a great guest for the show. Yeah, Matt's been a great friend and colleague over the last three or four years now that we've, uh, we've known each other. And we're both kind of come out of separate collaboratives, him in the greater Cincinnati, Cincinnati area and myself in the greater Houston area. And we've been sharing best practices, working on joint policy. So it's really exciting that his second book is coming out. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, hel- I helped edit the first one. I'm really glad he didn't uh, ask me to do the second one because, man, he is a, <laughs> he's a content master. It wasn't a whole lot of editing I had to do. Yes, I did read the book before the interview, and it's really, really good. So, um, you know, another plug for Matt's book, because we already did on the podcast, but if anyone wants to check that out. So, um, Matt, if you're listening, thanks again for introducing us. But, John, before we get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I uh, grew up in uh, in the great state of Texas, right here in the, the massive city of Houston, and uh, joined the Marine Corps. Came out, uh, went to Texas A&M University, and uh, started public service um, uh, outside of the uniform, so to speak, in the House of Representatives, and really learned a lot of the gaps in military transition and veteran services, and kind of created my career from there, uh, unbeknownst to me that this whole industry existed, but it's been an amazing 12 years since then, and worked for a couple of mayors of Houston, advising them on how to receive returning veterans. And uh, started a couple of organizations here in Houston, uh, one especially that I think uh, that I'm proud of and that I think we're going to talk a little bit about called Combined Arms. So um, it's, been a, it's been a great uh, great ride, great 20 years now that I've I joined the Marine Corps. So hard to say that and hard to believe that, but uh, really excited to be on the podcast with you. Yeah, so you have an interesting background, definitely different than anybody that I've interviewed here on the podcast before and having a background in politics and then also in the military. Oh really? Well, that's cool. I'm uh, glad to yeah. glad to offer that that strange, uh, different perspective. I guess <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So you mentioned combined arms, and we've mentioned that a couple of times now. Really cool organization that you're a part of. Um, can you tell me just a little bit about that? I want to learn more about the origin. Tell our listeners um, kind of what the what do you do there? Yeah, absolutely. So. I guess it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a probably more appropriate for me to kind of start at how we got to this point. 
so when I uh, initially came from the House of Representatives into the mayor's office here in Houston, we we really had a highly fragmented system of social services. And this is 2007, 2008, when the Walter Reed crises were happening. So local governments and state governments were really attuned to the needs of transitioning service members, wounded warriors, their families, and veterans of all generations. Uh, really kind of highlighted all of the uh, all of those issues. And and when we when we looked at it, we really um, had only created a number of programs that were specific in helping veterans. So we had a program that helped veterans get jobs. We had a program that helped veterans get connected to housing resources. We had a program that connected to veter veterans to community-based mental health care, but nobody had created a system of programs. So over the, uh, over the many years that it took to finally get it right, we made a ton of mistakes, a lot of lessons learned, and, and through those mistakes and lessons learned, we, we developed a lot of best practices that really then contributed to the creation of the combined arms system that really brought all of those, those entities and programs together. So essentially what combined arms does is we're a, we're a backbone organization that was founded by those leaders that initially really realized that we needed to not only get our you-know-what together to help transitioning service members and less fall through the cracks but also to hold ourselves more accountable as the agencies that provided direct services to them. So we provide a co-working space uh, that in, uh, allows uh, nonprofits and government agencies rent-free, overhead-free, uh, trying to reduce those redundancies in the, in the marketplace uh, as a centralized location where they can actually uh, co collaborate more effectively, intentionally collide, whatever you want to call it, but it, it, it seems to work. Um, but it also uh, creates one single point of entry for transitioning service members, their families, and veterans who have been out for 10, 12, 20, 30 years uh, instead of 50 or 100 different points of entry. So it, it, it creates a, a, lot, a lot simpler value proposition to both organizations and veterans. We've overlaid that with a technology system that essentially holds that accountability in place for the organizations and ensures less veterans fall through the cracks, and we can talk more about that. Uh, uh, later on, um, but and finally, we're we're kind of we we we're marketing the Greater Houston region to military uh, that are transitioning, kind of upstream, saying check out your unit in California or Missouri or Virginia or right down the road at Fort Hood, and check into your new unit here in Houston through Combined Arms. Like Houston wants military talent, as a, so we're trying to source that as a means of economic and social uh, development for our great city. So that's. Mm -hmm. Us incarnate, of course, we do a lot of other different things, but essentially we're kind of a mix between a backbone organization, a better business bureau, a chamber of commerce for military and veteran serving organizations, so to speak. Yeah, it's really cool. When I was looking at the website, I actually couldn't believe how many services and programs that you guys offer. So it sounds like the overall goal is just to make programs and services that, you know, are going to help veterans to succeed more or more accessible to them. Absolutely. I mean, it's really just about taking the luck out of the transition itself. As you know, uh, working in this industry on the employment side, the, the, the extensive system of programs and resources available to veterans is just simply too difficult to wade through individually. So we simplify that process by only showing you what you're eligible for based on what your highest needs are. And it's self, primarily mm -hmm. self-driven, but we also have elements of if you if you click anything related to mental health, um, financial or housing crisis, 
then we our, our social work team will proactively reach out and, and wrap their arms around you. But primarily, if you're coming through and you're accessing employment resources or you're accessing, um, you know, uh, community and social and networking, VA benefits resources, uh, then, then you're going to be able to access that online uh, and with ease. And then we're going to hold that agency that, that you get referred to accountable to respond to you within 96 hours. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Now, you've mentioned some of the organizations that you guys partner with. Can you tell us what some of those are? Yeah, absolutely. So on the government side, we partner with uh, the VA uh, on the healthcare and the benefit side. Um, and and uh, that's been a, a tremendous relationship that we're currently um, supercharging at the moment. So we'll have some really great news released next week with our, our VA hospital here on uh, an increased partnership. We partner with state agencies as well. Uh, so the Texas Veterans Commission, the Texas Workforce Commission, the Texas Veteran Land Board, um, and, and, and in particular on the Texas Workforce Commission, their local workforce development board, uh, they have they have the highest and the fastest response time. In, as you could probably guess, being in the space yourself, employment is by far and away the most requested need um, as determined by the veterans that are accessing our system. On the, on the nonprofit side, we have great partners that are uh, national, regional, and local in scope. So anything from like Tire Heroes USA on the employment side that's national, or the Mish Continues, or Team Rubicon, our Team Red, White, and Blue Wounded Warrior Project doing amazing work in, in different verticals and all different service verticals to local and regional nonprofits like United Way of Greater Houston, institutional nonprofits like Easter Seals of Greater Houston providing community-based mental health care or Next Stop that's providing career services into the, the heavy industry sectors that power our regional economy like energy construction, manufacturing, and logistics. Yeah, you guys are definitely very well connected, and I like one of the things I really like about just looking at your website and seeing, you know, what types of services and your partners, it's also easy to navigate, and it really helps because, you know, what he's explained already, you guys do a lot, and so for anyone listening, they might be, you know, wondering, like, am I getting all this right? Do they really do this much? But if you go to the website, combinedarms.us, you can see it's all laid out very clearly. You can kind of choose what path you want to go down, and it has it all laid out very nicely there. No, thank you. And, you know, just simplifying that transition is really what we're doing. And faster, more effective access to resources and services. And our, our amazing member organizations are the ones that are doing so much. And we, as Combined Arms being the backbone, are just really an aggregator to make sure that those clients uh, get to them faster and that they can serve them more effectively while at the same time ensuring that we're maintaining that standard, that high level of service because the clients are then able to go on once they've received those services and rate the organization and the experience they had on a one to five Uber or Yelp style scale, which kind of gives these organizations real time feedback and also contributes to the accountability within our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just to dive into a little bit more of these services that you offer, um, like I said, the website, super easy to follow. You have everything laid out really nicely, but I thought it would be nice to talk through each of the categories. So, and what I saw was community, wellness, professional, essential, and entrepreneurship. You touched on a couple of these as we've been talking already today, but can you talk through some of the highlights of each of these things? Absolutely. So, Professional growth relates to anything uh, in employment and education services. So 
Um, as I mentioned, if you look at our demand for services, the by far and away employment and education is the most requested uh, connection for veterans and transi transitioning service members and their families uh, coming to the combined arms system. Uh, so the professional growth as a, a, a collaborative is about 16 organizations. Uh, and then inclusive uh, or exclusive of that is, is the education component, which is made up of our nine regional community colleges, technical colleges, and university systems that all have their own veteran serving offices. And they come together quarterly to set system-wide goals, community-wide goals, um, standards. So for example, if we know that $16 an hour for uh, the uh, for household income, uh, or $16 an hour is the bare minimum for a household income to be above the poverty line, well, we're going to advocate that no, we won't work with any employers that aren't willing to pay our veterans at least that amount, but but hopefully more than $18 an hour so that they can transition successfully and, and rise through the ranks. We also set like community-wide retention goals of at least 65% uh, year over year. So there's there's really cool metrics that we're we're kind of holding each other accountable for, um, and these are these these committees are are are, are got to included inclusive so to speak of all of the organizations that that have a stake in that vertical. Wellness is anything re regarding mental uh, wellness or healthcare. So the VA and uh, as one of our big partners, Easter Seals, you know, providing those community-based mental health services. They all come together and set standards as well for mental health, mental wellness, uh, alternative therapies, and healthcare, which is really, uh, really develops some innovative programming that I can talk about uh, as well later on. Our um, community and social program, one of like in the top four of the of the top needs requested by veterans, community and social, and like reestablishing that tribe, re you know, connecting with your community um, when you transition out of the military. Or just finding veterans if you've been out for a number of years to um, to, to network with that is that is always one of the top most requested needs in our system. So that 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 community uh, and, and social development uh, committee is is made up of like Team Rubicon, the Mission Continues, Travis Mannion Foundation, uh, and and some of the groups that really kind of get folks out and, and meeting each other and reestablishing that 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 connectivity so that we can be successful and and support one another as peers. Um, the uh, Essential Services Committee is one of the, also houses several of the, the most, the highest uh, needs like uh, VA benefits. So that's still in the top four, um, but also essential services. Uh, and because of course the VA benefit system is very difficult to navigate alone. So we have great organizations like Wounded Warrior Project and Disabled American Veterans and the Texas Veterans Commission, helping veterans navigate that claims and benefits process. Um, and then uh, on the essential services side as well, we have the, the housing resources, we have financial assistance, uh, we have anything that relates to legal services for veterans that are all free and available. And then finally, on the um, on the uh, entrepreneurship side, we identified that you know we didn't have a, a major entrepreneurship vertical, and a lot of veterans are requesting that as part of the professional growth vertical. And so we set out to bring Bunker Labs to Houston and did successfully launch that about two years ago. It's been an amazing partnership since then. And then uh, also connected with other resources that are available to uh, not just veterans, but all Houstonians, uh, like the Small Business Administration, the Procurement Technical Assistance Center, uh, and, and all these other great resources. So it's really about bringing those institutional local government and nonprofit resources to bear that already exist in our community in the effort to not create another program. 
Mm-hmm. I think the entire idea of combined arms is really cool and it's unique. There are lots of career services out there, um, Orion being one of them, of course. But I think that the way that you guys have approached it from kind of a holistic approach is, okay, we're not just going to focus on careers. We're going to have that type of information and that type of assistance as well. But for instance, with wellness, I feel like that's something that's very often overlooked and something that veterans feel like, you know, maybe they get lost in that system a little bit. So I think it's great that you guys offer that. And even the community, I think a lot of veterans, when they transition out, sometimes they walk into an opportunity where they end up at a company that um, there's a lot of other veterans and maybe they've got a veteran employee resource group and they do volunteering and things like that outside of work. So they have that sense of camaraderie, but a lot of times that doesn't happen. And I think you can probably attest to this too. When you left the military, you're looking for something that's going to give you that same fulfillment that you had. And a lot of times, transitioning out you're you fall short in that and you feel a little bit like something's missing absolutely and and you mentioned wellness we we realized that or we saw that there was a huge trend in in the massive number of veterans that were accessing our employment and career transition services they were it was a, it's a stressful time in your life because you're typically you're moving from a different state or a different community into into Houston and you don't have those professional and personal networks that are established so it's a stressful uh, transition to try and find a job without that professional network uh, with a resume that the Defense Department gives you, as we all know, is not and the, on the transition uh, program is not uh, is, as good as, as uh, Orion might do or or Next Stop or Hire Heroes might do it. But they don't they might not have accessed that resource yet. And so it's a, we found out that it was a very stressful time. So the wellness committee, um, in order to uh, get uh, in order to promote more access into their programs, they created what they call a stress buster day where all of the mental wellness and healthcare and alternative therapies came together and, and we, we geo target or we laser targeted all of those veterans that were seeking employment services and invited them to come. And there were hundreds of veterans and their families that showed up to get free massages, acupuncture, yoga, uh, and, and then free childcare was provided as well, which really alleviated their, their stress. And oh, by the way, you can talk to uh, the employment agencies that are in-house about your resume and about your network and about what job opportunities you've applied for. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. And I'm sure that that is, I'm sure that's what sets you guys apart. And that's what you hear. Um, Of course, I'm sure people appreciate the career services and professional development. But I think something like this is probably what really resonates with people and makes them tell their friends about you and send you guys all of your referrals. Absolutely. It's a, it's a one collaborative experience that we're the, each committee and each vertical of programs are mutually supportive of one another. And, 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 and before combined arms was created, that, that didn't exist. We didn't know the, what the organizations on our left and our right did and how to properly refer and collaborate with one another. But now that we're co-located together, now that we're, we're actively collaborating and coming to quarterly committee meetings, it it has really changed the behavior of the way that that we deliver services and resources. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing I think is really great, and you've mentioned um, the word collaboration a few times. The one thing I think is really cool is all of the ways that you guys have for people to get involved with Combined Arms. So I've looked at your website. I see that you've got tons of events ranging from workouts to social events to workshops, um, really anything that covers any of those areas that we talked about before. 
Can you talk a little bit more about some of the specific things that you guys do in terms of um, the get-togethers? Like, I, I think when we had talked before, you said the gym is super popular. So can you talk a little bit about some of those things? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we one another major stumbling block over the last 12 years was the the awareness of events, um, not only from the client side, but from the planner and the organization side, we would realize that we had pl events planned on the same day, and that would take away from the impact and, and the exposure and the engagement of each event. So the community, or the, the so the the community calendar, for, uh, which is on our events tab, combinedknowledge.us/events, that essentially triages all of the major events provided by the programs and the organizations that are within our system, so that that redundancy can be avoided if, if possible. And uh, now that we're 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 at we're we're together as a system, we're seeing more organizations collaborate together on events um, at a higher level, which is really reducing that redundancy and making it easier for clients to access. So we've created a, essentially an online Eventbrite system for our member organizations, so that they can use that to um, to get RSVPs to promote the events and to also you know check people in when they get to the events. It's pretty dynamic. Um, and, you know, something you mentioned or, uh, or you asked about a second ago with the gym, we really, when we were looking for our co-working space in our transition center, uh, we wanted a combination office warehouse uh, location so that we could uh, install a gym because we know how difficult it is to maintain that physical fitness once we leave the military and our lives get busy with our new jobs, our new houses, our family, et cetera. Um, and, and using the gym as a, as a beacon, so to speak, as an engagement piece to attract veterans to come and work out. We have boxing classes three days a week. We have Muay Thai. We have uh, Jiu-Jitsu. We have Judo. We have, uh, uh, we have uh, group fitness classes, CrossFit, yoga, you name it. We got a powerlifting. And, and I think that has really enabled more people and empowered more people to come and use the gym for free. And then they can also engage in the social services that are co-located in the office that's right through the door. Yeah, it's really cool, too, because if you look at the events, I mean, you guys are busy. You've got something going on almost every day. Exactly. And we, we just want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're attracting the working population, the transitioning population, you know, so if we have these guys and girls that are coming off active duty or, you know, they, they, or they, they, they got laid off or what have you and, and they're looking for a job, they can come and work out de-stress and then and then refocus on that job search yeah that's really cool i i'm really glad to I, I know i said this at the beginning but i'm just so glad that you joined the podcast i think this is such a cool organization and so i'm excited for everyone to learn more about it thank you no uh me too and thank you so much for having me it's been uh, it's great to talk about it because it it is kind of a disruptive idea and uh and it took us a long time to get here but it's exciting that it's actually working yeah, definitely. So, you know, you guys have been around, and John, I, forgive me, I can't remember, did you say the year that you guys opened or that you began Combined Arms? So we technically began the Combined Arms system in 2015 is when we got, we held our first convening and a, did a big needs assessment landscape analysis that, sh that showed the data behind what, you know, the reason for Combined Arms. And, uh, but the, but the concept has been around for about 10 years, uh, since we, since we kind of started the, the collaborating together and it just essentially led to the system creation in 2015. So about four years ago. 
Okay. Well, you know, we're coming up on 2020, so soon you guys will be at the five-year mark. Is there anything that kind of stands out to you, whether it's since the since you started having the idea about what you wanted it to look like or since you opened the doors in 2015 to now, something that kind of stands out to you about how you've evolved over the years and then also what's kind of made you the most proud of that? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I really think that, you know, we had a certain number of ideas on how to make sure that less veterans fell through the cracks, but while at the same time holding agencies that serve them more accountable because there were a lot of folks getting into the veteran game, quote unquote, because of the dollars that were thrown into it in the mid to mid 2000s and early 2010s, so to speak, <laughs> in teens. Um, but I, I think the secret sauce to combined arms that I didn't, it was kind of an unintended consequence was really the, the the collaboration committees and those five verticals that you mentioned earlier that we discussed earlier. I think that bringing people together and actually setting community-wide goals and making them the co-authors of our, our our regional strategic plan so that we, they felt like they were a part of it and, and we were collaborating effectively together and asking for volunteers from organizations to lead these efforts and to own these own these bullet points and these tactics to get to those strategic objectives and accomplish the strategic plan. I think that's been probably the most exciting and the most I'm proud of because it's not combined arms is just the 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 accelerator, you know, the with a backbone. The organizations are the ones that are really delivering these impactful services and, and achieving these outcomes in a faster, more effective way than we ever have before. And that success has led to other communities organically coming to us and asking for the deployment of our methodology, our technology, and brand uh, in their in their own communities, which is another kind of unintended consequence, but a good one. And so we're we're currently trying to figure out the best way to do that, um, and 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 also give them the access to everything that all the mistakes that we've made, so they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure just. You know, I said before, it's it's kind of crazy because Orion, you know, we're a very large organization. We've been in business for about 30 years. We focus on just one of the areas that you guys focus on. And so I'm sure when you had all of these ideas of, okay, what, what services do we need to offer to make sure that veterans don't fall through the cracks? I'm sure like just seeing it all come together and seeing it actually working and being able to operate in all these different categories has to be very rewarding. It is. It, it really is, and it takes a village, right? Just like anything, and and with uh, I always say it's the field of dreams mentality. You know, we started with six six primary stakeholders that formed the uh, the 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 system, and if you build it, they will come. And now we're at fifty six, you know, organizations, and uh, and they're the best in class. You know, there's there's two hundred plus organizations serving veterans in the in the region, but we don't we don't want everybody. You know, we want the ones that we can vet and hold accountable and make sure that they're um, they're going to respond and be the best service providers for our veterans and their families. Yeah, definitely. So now that we've kind of looked back and, you know, talked about some of the evolution of combined arms, we were able to have a conversation just in preparation for this podcast a couple weeks ago where you had mentioned some things that were on the horizon for you guys and um, some things that you are looking forward to, I think, coming up very soon. So do you want to talk about some of that as well? Yeah, so we're uh, we're currently scaling our methodology and technology and, and brand um, into the greater Austin and greater El Paso areas here in Texas. 
Uh, we're working on some really innovative things to make sure that those communities are um, addressing a lot of the same challenges that we addressed here in Houston. And, you know, we're in Houston alone, you know, we're, we're really kind of targeting the neighborhood level and, and making sure that veterans and their families have better access to services and better access to networking and community at the neighborhood level. So we're empowering these uh, veterans that have been out for a number of years that have been successful in their transition to be community leaders. So um, they'll now be armed with our new mobile app, which is probably one of the things that, that you're referring to is our mobile app will be a forward facing version of our online platform that connects veterans directly with resources. So if I'm a community leader in a, one of the suburbs of Houston and I'm hosting a family event at the park on a Saturday, and one of the family uh, fam, veteran families that, that attends, uh, you know, asks for connections as we're organically talking about who we are, what we're doing, and, uh, and, and the fact that they need help in finding a job or help in accessing VA benefits or help in accessing, you know, uh, community-based mental health resources, that community leader will then be able to go onto their mobile application, their Combined Arms mobile application, and automatically refer that veteran and their family to the resources that they need in real time within 20 seconds. And then that, that, re, that resource has 96 hours to respond to them, that, that, that agency. So that we're gonna increase our, our market penetration rate of the existing population here in the greater Houston region, which is one of the largest of its kind in the, in the country. And we think the fastest growing that, uh, post 9-11 veteran population in the country. So we may have some other best practices to deploy to other communities once we kind of figure this out and test it and make mistakes and then adjust. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I was going to say everyone listening to this is going to wish that they lived in Houston. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a little warm right now in July, but uh, uh, during the winter, <laughs> it's quite nice. So if you shovel snow during the winter, you don't have to. That's one of the benefits, but you got to be ready for the humidity. But it is I think it's one of the greatest places for veterans in the country, even though we're not a military town. We don't have folks walking around in uniform all day. We we really have made a concerted effort as a community to address the specific needs of veterans and their families and and, and collaborate more effectively to achieve them. Yeah, that's great. Well, John, I just kind of want to close this by just asking you how our listeners can learn more about Combined Arms and then also, if there's a way for them to connect with you to access some of your services. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned earlier, combinedarms.us is our web address. Our Instagram handle is uh, at combinedarmstx. And we'd love to, you know, get any feedback or uh, connectivity into your community or resources that we should be aware of. Anyone can email me at john at combinedarms.us. Pretty simple because my last name is full of vowels, and I'm not even sure that I'm pronouncing it right. I always just put my first name as, a, as my email address, but um, we're open, we're transparent. We want to make sure that we're sharing these best practices because I firmly believe that every community um, should be able to achieve the level of collaboration that we have uh, here in Houston. It's funny you say that. I was going to ask you offline how to pronounce your last name so I didn't butcher it, and then as I was looking at it again, I'm like, maybe it's more simple than I thought, but you saying that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, it's like bursting bomb and slur. So it's a, uh, it's a doozy. It's the gift the ancestors keep on giving, you know? Oh gosh, I'm going to have a fun time pronouncing that in the intro of the podcast. <laughs> yes. Let me know if you have any trouble. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's great. Well, you know, one thing I'm not sure that we actually mentioned was your role with Combined Arms. I don't know if we mentioned that um, you're currently the CEO there. So I think that's really great. And obviously, you have a very, very busy schedule. So again, I'm very, very excited about having you. I'm honored that you were able to slot us in. And um, I think that the services that you guys are providing in Combined Arms are really great. So I'm glad that we're able to share that with our listeners. And hopefully, anyone in the area can get involved. No, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And I think it's critically important, the services you guys provide, so many transitioning service members and veterans nationwide, and this the information that can get out to them upstream of their transition through the podcast. I mean, uh, uh, you know, if anyone's listening and, and wanting to come to Houston, uh, hopefully I've sold it okay. But uh, <laughs> but I, I uh, any way that we can help promote, you know, what you guys are doing through to our social media audience, and our e-newsletter audience, that's uh, that's what it's all about is collaboration. Definitely. One common goal. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us. And we will definitely include a link to Combined Arms. And hopefully some of our listeners can get connected with you there. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.